minig they had historically the kilos that they would before Arzei Levonin they would be masked for the Gedarlim who were nifter in that year the Baron started here in the yeshiva a few years back not specifically the Gedarlim were nifter in that year but rather to look back and what Klai has lost and trying to understand the, the difference between the world we live in now and the world it was each place <coughs> trying to get a, get a little bit of a glimpse Rashiva of Gifter used to he spoke said this multiple times um, it's recorded in a, in a, in a videotape by, by one of the Guru conventions that he sees his window into the Hurban through the through, through the issue of tells but each person really has their window to the Hurban in Freshburg in Varsha and each place each place has their window into the Hurban that's his window and that's the window he's going to use Nobi says so Chazal say that's referring to the Mises of the Gedalim of the, of the Tzadikim and Tessa says why is that half of a fella Chazal say on that that it's, it's, it's greater than the destruction of the Besamikdash the Churban Abayas is the Mises Sadiqim she says when the Churban Abayas came the Gedalim were there the Sadiqim are there they can tell you what to, how, to, how to interpret it what the message is what should you do different how can you fix it but you take away the person to teach you what to do take away a whole a whole life of how what it means to live like a year. How are you supposed to start? What do you do? Where do you go? That's the biggest pellet. That's the biggest pain. That's the most difficult thing. Later in the, the, the Haftar from today, it says that with Hashem Yagida, of the Haaretz, so Chazal said this, this question was asked to, to the Nevi'im, to the Chachamim, to the Nobody knew the answer until Kodesh Baruch said the answer. So it means a person has a, has a, has a tzar going in his life, and he goes and asks the, the Navi. Navi says, I don't know. It's fine to me. He goes and asks the Chacham. The Chacham says, you look, you're doing great. So if the Chacham can't figure out what the problem is, and nobody can't figure out what the problem is, so what's the time to call yourself? They did their due diligence. They went and asked what they're supposed to ask, and there's no answer. So, Rudesha says that the Bershom guarantees that if you really want to know the answer, you can find it inside of yourself. The Voida is if there's nobody to teach us, we have to find the answer ourselves. If we have a little bit of a teacher, we can look back and see what the way they lived and what they did and, and learn from that a little bit. And maybe that will be the answer that we can find. Try to give a glimpse to the world of tales. A few stories from the Holocaust, and then try to understand where they had the strength, where they had that godless to do that. Rashiva would always say with the story with the tells of Rav Chavtamuz. <coughs> he was taken by the Nazis. They had a mass grave, and they took the Rav in front of the Kehillah. And the Nazi was, took a hammer to his head, was banging his head, crash, crushing his skull. And he says to him as he's doing that, Herr Binner, very, very proper German speech, 
Wo ist dein Gott? Where is your God? And the last words of the Rav. This is Nishbloy's mein Gott, is dein Gott. It's not only my God, it's also your God. And they come in sight as the ganze Welt wird das wissen. And there'll come a time when the whole world will know that. And he said, Shema, he, he died by Echod. They crushed his skull and he died. The Gvor Sadas, so Nusukhan tells the Gvor Sadas that the Shlita to be able to have that so, such control under that circumstance, they have the clarity to understand that the Russian runs the world. It's going to come in tight whenever the whole world's going to see that clarity. That mice is the 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 Hashem Domai. He was known as an Eloi. He was known as a Tzaddik. He was known as a Goyin. The Meisah which talks to me even stronger. So Meisah with Zalman Blochs Rebetzin. Remember Rebetzin Gifter? She should be Gzutn Stark. Her mother. Rebetzin Gifter got out. Two sisters, other sisters survived, but everybody else was killed. She was there with her young children. It was Zion Elul. They took the rabbits and they said, you have a choice. Do you want to be, that we should shoot your, all of your children in front of your eyes and then we'll kill you? Or do you want to be killed first? You shouldn't see your children being killed. She says, we're nice people. We'll give you a choice. She says, on the spot, she says, I want to be killed last. What was she thinking? To watch them as they killed one child after the other. What was she thinking? Nobody knew. And as they shot her, and as she's dying, and she's falling into the grave, she grabbed the, the earth. She grabbed the dirt. As she went in, she poured the dirt out over her children. <laughs> and gave them kever. They reserved for the kever Yisrael. The clarity of a woman. That to be able to think that clearly under the moment. What do you want? She thought through and she said, I can do a mitzvah, I can do a schus for my children, I can give them carry Israel. I'd rather die last and see them being killed, I can do that. That clarity of the most difficult circumstances, we can't, ever, we can't imagine. Where did that come from? Rebetzin Ozban, the Grais, Rebetzin's daughter, survived the war. Most difficult circumstances survived the war. She, after the war, she married Rabbi Zagosban, the Shiva, a Goyen, a Tzaddik, the Kodesh and a Tor. She said they have a son, Rabbi Zagosban, the Shiva in Riverdale. Goyenim, Mamish Goyenim, Iluyish Goyenim. She taught, she had a seminary in Cleveland, Yavna Seminary, and one time she said to the girls, she says, girls, what do you think was the happiest day of my life? Do you think it was the day that I, that I, the, the, the war finished and I survived the war? I married my husband, the Shiva. I was like to have children, bring my children to, to, to Chasna. What do you think was the happiest day of my life? So the happiest day of my life was the day that I thought I was going to be killed, Kiddush Hashem, together with my father. She was there with her father at the end. Before he went, he wanted to learn a, learn a sugya of Kiddush Hashem, and he was too weak. To, and he had her read the Gemara to him because he needed somebody to read the, read the Gemara to him. She was there with her father. She thought she was going to be Kiddush Hashem, and she wasn't. That was the happiest day of her life that she wanted. She was going to get that schus. She was 15 years old. 
Where do you get that clarity? If you're a 15-year-old girl, that the greatest opportunity in life is to be called a Kedosh Hashem. Rebelli Meir survived the war, the third brother. We started Tel Yeshiva in America. In 1944, they didn't know. He got, the, the Yeshiva sent them in 1941, he and his brother-in-law were Mutzel Katz, they run to the communists at that point in time to go to America, raise money, send them back. They were keeping the Yeshiva running in different small groups, hidden in different little cities in the, the Lithuanian countryside. They sent them to America to raise money. Then the Germans attacked. Lithuania had been taken over by the Russians. Germany attacked through Lithuania into Russia. They had no contact. There was no contact. And they did not know what happened, whether they were alive, they weren't alive, they had no idea. They didn't get the basura, the final basura that, that what had happened to their families. Rebelli Mayor left a wife and four children. Ramota left a wife and ten children. Rebelli Mayor had one daughter which survived. Ramota, all ten children were killed. They didn't get the basura until two, two, three years later. And we have Ksavim for Rebelli Mayor. In the middle of the Ksavim, he writes, I just got the basura, which I knew in my heart was true, but I was hoped beyond hope that it shouldn't be so. That my wife and my children had been killed. He says, the people which are watch, reading these Kisvet Ksavim of Torah that I'm writing should not judge me badly the fact that I'm going to continue to write after what I just heard. Because what else do I have in the world but Torah? It's the only thing which is going to keep me going. One of his daughters was killed and he heard the basura and he said Baruch Hashem she was a very free spirited girl and I was afraid that she's going to become a communist and Baruch Hashem instead she was going to be called a Kedosh Hashem that was the clarity that they lived their lives where do you get that from? Rebel America started Remoto started the yeshiva here in America they thought that they understood that's what they're supposed to do they didn't start it in New York because there was terror in New York they went to Cleveland, why Cleveland? so Shiva told us, Gifter told us one time he says Cleveland was the bastion of reform in America Abba Hillel Silver was the rabbi of the, a, a, a synagogue called the temple reform temple, it was called the temple he was one of, the two, one of the two most powerful influential rabbis in the whole country and he lived in Cleveland every orthodox function he was the speaker that's what it meant that his, his impact on the community so Rebelli Mayor and Ramotel chose Cleveland as the place to start a, a, a Torah to save the community well the temple is a museum now and tells the yeshiva is still there he started the yeshiva at one point in time they built it up and they had Talmud at one point in time it wasn't going well they felt there was something happened which was which not what they want, what they felt the yeshiva should be Moti Shabbos the Bacham did something which they felt was inappropriate they closed the yeshiva next morning they came at the evening and Rebbe Meir said we decided there was no more yeshiva the Bacham were stunned and they sat there he says we're not here because we need jobs we're here because we want to create a world of terror is a replica of what we had before and that, that Torah is built on the, doing it the right way and if we're not doing it the right way it's not, it's, it's not worth it end the conversation they took the keys and they threw it out the bathroom and says the yeshiva is closed, leave 
Rebbeinu tells us did the same thing during the Muslim Machlokes. At one point in time, he felt the yeshiva wasn't what he wanted to be, and he closed the yeshiva. Closed yeshiva for a week. All the tamidim were sent home, and every time we wanted to come back, had to be reapply. Tarazemis, and it has to be done the right way. That was step number one of tells. Rebbeinu tells her didn't start the yeshiva. The yeshiva started in 1876. He came to the Rav in the city in 1881. As he became the Rav in the city, he took over the yeshiva. It was a small local yeshiva, and he built it into a world-class institution. Now, there was Taminim coming from throughout Lita and beyond. There was Taminim coming to the two world wars. There was people coming from, from America, from South Africa, from Germany. He came and tells yeshiva. The first thing he did in the yeshiva was he stopped the Hanhaga of Essentag. Till then, the Bakram would have to eat by people's houses as a, as a chesed and it was very degrading for the bachram so he made the arrangement that the yeshiva would pay for all the meals so now the Balabatim wanted the, 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 the Talmudim to come to them because they made money on them he changed the name from yeshiva bachar to yeshiva man because you're not a bachar you're a man he once said that I'm putting epaulets that, that very nice gold braid that you put on the shoulders of the, the great soldiers says that's what they are they deserve that covet the covet of Torah until then Shurim were given General Rashiba would say the Shir and everybody would be quiet he said that's not how you learn Torah you have to argue, you have to fight you have to discuss and he introduced into the, the world of Yeshiva the Musig of that there has to be a risk of the rice during Shir, there has to be a conversation there has to be fighting during Shir you have to fight the Emes you have to fight His love for Torah was extraordinary. There's a story that says that one time he heard Tubakim discussing a, a, a pshat and the sugya. They're arguing. And he had his own pshat. And he, he jumped through the window from the, the, the outside of the window. He jumped through the, the French, French up uh, into the window. It wasn't that high, but he jumped through. All of a sudden you see the Rashiva flying in and saying, you're wrong, this is the pshat. They introduced it to the yeshiva, the musik, there was only not one shiur, but there many shurim. They introduced a fascinating musik in yeshiva, the musik of Akrayas. There was something called Vabene Yeshiva, that each group of the yeshiva, there was, there was five levels of shurim in the yeshiva, each shir would, would uh, elect delegates which belonged to this Vabene Yeshiva, and the Vabene Yeshiva was in charge of running the yeshiva. And there was under that there was a vat hamoynus that took care of the places where, where all the where all the bachrim would have to stay, and there was a vat abrius that took to make sure that everybody was eating well and getting enough food and getting medicine, etc. There was a vat for the harusas, there was the gaboyim, there was the tesvarim, and there was a vat lafotzes torah. Vat lafotzes torah was that the older talmidim were sent every every talmud and she was sent for six months. To one of the little shtetlach in, in, in Lita to start a cheder, to start learning with the boys there, because Torah was seeing the two world wars was falling apart. And they needed to be a and that's part of the Christ. You came to Yeshiva to learn, you also came to Yeshiva to teach. <coughs> yeshiva one time described what it meant that, that you left, you came from America, he was in Tells for five years. He didn't come, to, he came to you because he wanted to learn. Part of the yeshiva was you went six months. You left the yeshiva. You went to some little shtetl together with a, either by yourself or with another another bacher, and you learn with the kids from that shtetl. And they they, they made schools. 
They were not supposed to start in America. Minneapolis Day School was started by two Bachram and Tel Shishiba who were 19 years old, sent by Rebbe Meir to start the, to start the day school. One of the day schools in South Africa was sent by Rebbe Meir. He sent two Talmudim to, to South Africa to start the school. Because you have, you have to you have a Christ for, for the Tzibur. Shiva Kaim told me that, that every every yeshiva had a, had a, had a appellation. You know, the, 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 from this this place, the yeshiva they're called. This is the tells that they were known as the tells of Asmidim. The Asmodim tells was Lahafli. Rishiva would describe describe the first time he walked into tells yeshiva. Came from America. He'd never seen such a thing in his life. He walked into the base medrash and he saw. Uh, it would take too long. We don't have the time for it. But the yeshiva would describe that he walked in and he saw a bakr learning in the back of the yeshiva. And the bakr was Molly Simcha. So he said to himself, he was coming from America, he says, only a person who's rich can have that type of simcha. So meanwhile, Rebaran Paperman, another American who was learning in Tels already, had been informed by the, 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 the reshiva, the Garai, that Rukhifter is coming. So he noticed him and came over and Gifta said to Rabbi Paperman, he said, that Bakr over there in the back, he must be the, one of the rich, richest Bakr in the yeshiva. He looks so happy. So Rabbi Paperman started laughing. He says, that Bakr is probably the poorest Bakr in the whole yeshiva. His name is Nisim Graz. His father was also Telzer Talmud. His father was a rob of a little shtetl. I remember the name of the shtetl. Had 11 children. <coughs> They lived on nothing. Mamish nothing. He says, so why is he so happy? He says, why is he so happy? He's happy because he's learning Torah. That was the, that was the first Mara the Rashiva said. He walked in the base medrash. He saw, saw the island learning and he saw this Bakr. And that was his first introduction to the world of Tells. Rashiva said that the Bakr with, with Benastorim, they went and talked to learning. And the, they would, the Goyim would beg them to come walk through the fields because the Goyim understood that there's, there's going to be a bracha in their fields if the Jewish boys are going to walk through the fields and, and say the words of Torah. That's how, that was the clarity that the Goyim had of what it means to have a yeshiva bracha. You take it in the world of a bracha to be mavuza so that the point that the, the Goyim in the city, the, when, the, when the Rav would walk by, the Goyim in the city would stop and stand at attention. He commanded such respect. Shiva said over a story, a butcher, the butchers were known to be like the, the, the very, very physical people with not the very deep spirituality to them. Walked into Beshadish one time and he saw that the Alta tells the Rav, Yosef Leib davening. Yosef Leib would stand still when he davened. He walked in and he says, he looked at his and he could see that he was talking directly to Kaddish Baruch Hu. That was the clarity that, you, that the, they put into the community of what it means, the Rav, the Rashiva. There's a Balabasin tells, Rechaim Helfen. He, he, he had a shop. One time he was out on the street in his, in his, <laughs> in his underclothes. So Rechaim, what are you doing in the street? Underclothes. He said he heard a tumult in the street, and he says the tumult has to be Mashiach is here. And he's so overwhelmed by the fact that Mashiach is here, he ran into the street and he didn't think about the fact that he wasn't fully dressed. It was so pasha to him that the only thing which can make sense is there's a tumult in the street. What are they tumbling about? The only thing which makes sense is the tumult in the street is one thing: Mashiach is here. 
During Elul, Rabbi Zagifta told me, he says, during Elul, most, most of the shopkeepers would close their stores for half a day and come to Yeshiva to learn. Those who were able to. He says, you felt Elul in the air. You could feel Elul in the whole city. The whole city was 4,000. There's 4,000 Yidden in the city. The whole city was 10,000 people. <coughs> you, when you hired a Balagola to take you from, one, from Tells to a different place, you hired the wagon driver he charged you by tillums. If it took him one tillum to fit, he would go. He would say tillum on the way. If it took him one tillum from city A to city B, that was one price. If it took him two tillums, it was a different price. That's how he charged. That's how they, that's how they lived. That you charge with price by how long it take, takes you to say tillum. And how much tillum you're going to say? There's one time a woman came to tell the survivor came to tell the visit, and the, the ladies met her, and they. They said, this woman has to be a Rebetzin. She's so learned. She's quoting Chazals and Sukkim. Rebetzin, the uh, husband, laughed. He says, this woman is a Pashtun woman. He says, but that's how they talked in, t- in the city. Half, half of their language was, was just sprinkled with the words of Chazal and the words of Sukkim. That's how they talk. <sighs> Pan Richard said, that he learned the tells, he was there and tells the time of the Muslim Machlaikas. He was one of the people, actually, was the Misnagdim to the, to the introduction of the Muslim to the Yeshiva as an older Bachar. He said that Yosef Bloch was such a Melech, the way he carried himself, that his children never saw him without his kapata. He says, Mine of Remel, my son of Rom, Rom Kahneman. He says, Mine of Remel, Zetner Managatkas. He sees me, but I'm not fully dressed. He says, tells a rov, his children never saw him without a kapata. That's the malucha of tells. So you would think, and you would be, uh, we would uh, forgive you to think that he was a very austere person. And he couldn't relate to the people. And the plea is, Rebelli Mayor's and his husband for, for, for his father, Rebelli <coughs> Blade. Mayor says, this is that question, that you would think that my father couldn't relate. He says, but he was known to have a tremendous of avo for every person, even the people which do not keep the Torah. And he would don them the chavstus, and he used to say that the, the as a member state the mensch, if you really learn to understand them, and you can don where they're coming from, then, you're, then only then can you have a right to, to judge them. Which means... You'll be you'll once you accept them at that point in time because when you see where they're coming from, everybody has milas, and the chesronis don't out, don't remove the milas, and the various are not mechaber the mitzvah because it's not emes to judge a person from your standards. So with all of his godless and the way he carried himself, that his children never saw his kapata, without a kapata, that the goyim were in awe of him. The Shiva said that and tells that they would set their watches on the Rav's walk. The Rav took the walk every single day at the same time. They set their watch, the, the, the people said they could set their watches on the Rav's walk. That the Rav always walked past his house at 9.03, past the night, that, that house at 9.05. That, and that person was able to don the Chastus, that person was able to see. So she one time said that the, the, in tells the greatest meter was Seder. Seder means that you're in control 
and you can use each midah when you're supposed to use it. It's total shlita of the das of the person. The person decides what he wants to do. That's the kaiyach of Bechira. The Bershom gave us a kaiyach of Bechira. That was the kaiyach of Bechira. And it tells a Rav, with that kaiyach of das, of thinking things through, he was very independent. He, didn't, he wasn't Meshubit to anybody else. So they started, there was a, a, a seminary for girls before Beis Yaakov. There was a Beit Sefer, Beit Sefer for girls before Beis Yaakov. There was a they, there was a training institute for teachers, for men and for women, which was unique. The idea there was multiple shiurim in the yeshiva, different levels of shiurim, and each year you had to go through a certain amount of time. He put unique things into yeshiva because he didn't. He wasn't the spell from somebody else. He said he used his das to think through what was the right thing to do. He did it. The harocha that he had, the Belkamikal Rav, he was very involved in Tzarek Hitzibur because he felt that Musa, that's part of his Kayach of Das, the Chrais of the people. And he introduced that to the, ch- the children as well, to, to the, the yeshiva as well. When he would have the Sifas, the Belkamikal Rav, or Lev Belkamir, used to say, when they asked him what, is, what he holds, he says, whatever it tells the Rav says, that's what I hold. He's the person who understands. But the last part of tells, the fascinating part of tells was that Halu Mary said we have different ways to, serve, to praise the Kaddish Baruch It means there's different Kaddish Hanefesh which come out in different ways. And every one of them is true. They're all part of you. And to deny that they're, that they're part of you is fooling yourself. And the Emmets requires that you see every single part of you. And you can have different Kaddish which are misnagid and they're all simultaneous and they're all true and you have to admit that and then embrace that as part of who you are Mr. Rebelli Mayer was the person who could write Kedusha Torah under the circumstances and say Baruch Hashem my daughter was killed Kedusha Hashem Rebelli Mayer was the person who could, who, who could sing Graman on the spot compose Graman on the spot on Purim and dance on the tables he said Rabbi Kiva when Eishat Rufus Rosh came into Rabbi Kiva and he was rock sochach ubochon. He spat, he laughed, and he cried. The Moor says, what was that about? He explains why he did that. Mir says, just look at that. The human being has the greatness that they can have different kachas and nefesh. He can have a feeling of being repulsed to the point that he's spitting. He could be crying, a feeling of, 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 of loss, and, and he could be happy to the point that he's laughing all the basachas and the kayak of das allows you to focus which one is the most important one to focus on which one to use how to, how to embrace all of them how to use all of them that was all kayak that the human being with the kayak of das would be able to overcome and to do that so there was seder there was das there was malucha Rebaran told me one time he was in, in New York what, what they used to have a, these kinnis for Benet and her gifter was the speaker and uh, Shiva pulled up in a car and two of them got out and they opened the door for him he says you looked mamash and Shiva got out and Shiva was always totally perfectly dressed covered a tarot she required us to wear t- ties he says, a bocher and yeshiva. 
He's not less than a balabos. A balabos, in those days, Balabatim used to walk around dressed with suits and ties. He says, a has to do the same thing. Because Kavana Torah, you have to respect the fact that you're a Ben Torah and you're in Yeshiva. Nowadays, Balabatim don't dress like that. Bacham don't dress like that either. He says, Rashiva got out of the car and it looked like a melech. But Rashiva one time said, he said, Shmuz, there's a Shmuz from Talzarov, Malucha. He said, Shlomo Melech was the Melech on the whole world. Then he was Melech in Yerushalayim. And then he was, finally, he was only Melech on Makloy. He was the king over his walking stick. He says, even when all he had left in the world was just a walking stick, he was still a king. The Kuzari, and he calls the Kuzari, Aaron has learned in the Yisari Atarish, Kuzari was asked, the cover was asked by the, the Melech Kuzar to describe the Chassid. He says, the Chassid is a person who is aware of all of the different characters that exist in the city and he runs the, the whole city perfectly and he gives each part of the city it's just do what it needs what it deserves what it's supposed to have he says you, you're describing to me a marshal not, not a chassid he says no oh, no that's the chassid the person is not referring to the city he's referring to the city inside of the person and that's what malucha is malucha is the ability to be to, to be mashed with the das and make the decisions, the right decisions, whatever your emotions are, and recognize you have emotions and find a way to use the emotions properly and when the right time to express them. But at the same time, to be mashed with the das and the rutzen of a Kodesh into your life. So we're back to our story, and that, that was able to go not just to the, to the, the reshivas, not just even to just the, the talmidim, but to, to the women and to the young women, the the, young, the children, that this this shlita of das tells us she ever started in America. Um, as all yeshivas go, eventually it sort of waters down a little bit. But when I was there, my rebbeim were rebbeim, which learned in Europe, um, and that was still the message. There was a, there was a Vadish, Vadi, Bad Bnei Yeshiva, and there was a Christ, I remember the Yeshiva, the Hasmodo. We lived in a campus. The older Bachrim, basically, there was no there was no there was no off Shabbosim in my days. You came from, after Sukkot, you stayed till Pesach, six month winter, or six months. You stayed. There was people who did not walk off campus for six months. They, the Yeshiva made sure to provide everything they need on campus. The Bachrim should not have to leave. They can be immersed, to, totally immersed in Torah for six months straight. Winter nights in Cleveland were not Gishma, The only place which, which was really Gishmak to be was the base Madrash. The other base Madrash learning late. One, one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, the was still, there's still the other base Madrash learning. Hasmada. But the Musik of Akhrayas, the Musik of, of the importance of Musr, the Musr, the importance of, of thinking. Shirei Das, they weren't Shmuzin, they were Shirei Das, the Shurim of how to think, of understanding what's the right way to, to approach. And there was this overlap between the world of, of Shirei Das and Shirei Halacha. The Havana, Shiva would describe, he says, he was learning in, in he was learning in Rishon His Rebbe was a Moshe Shalavechik, Rokhan Brisker's son, who was a guy Adir. And he left there in 1933 to go to Tells for five years. And he asked them, they asked him, why did he go? So he said that he, when he was in America, the Reverend Sabloch was here in America raising money. And Gifter's uncle, who had learned in Tells, convinced Gifter to meet 
that tells a Rav and who was Rashiva and he met him and he and he asked the Rav what, what tells offer me more than I have over here he says he says and tells you learn why he says I wanted to know the why the try that the Bersham gave us a kayak of thinking and the kayak of das to try and think it through and to understand why. What is the message? What are the lessons? So when we talk about the loss of Gadarlim and that the, the ones who give us the Hadrocha, what the lessons are supposed to be. And we can't we don't have them anymore, but we have at least the 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 compass points that they gave us to try to how to think things through. The loss of a Gadol, the loss of Gadarlim, the loss of Torah. It's Ein Lahafli. You can't imagine what it means that, that, that this world of Torah was wiped out. The Shuvas reprinted Shuvas Rebbe Yezer. Rebbe tells us Shuvas. In the back, they have a list of all the Tamidim and the Shiva who were killed during the war. Tamidim at the at the time who were in the time of the Shiva at the time, and the alumni of the Yeshiva, Rabbanim, Rashivas. And you read it through, and Pasha, it, 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 it breaks your heart to read through all the names, how many people were lost. There's a world of Torah which was lost, and that's just one little one. That's just one pina of it. And then there was the world of Mir and Slobodka, and each one had its flavor. We've lost all of that. But the the Kayach of Das to try and think what the message is. We're we're moved up that we try we try hard enough. We'll find the message, which is the message for us. What what it means this loss and how we can try and rebuild a little bit of that in our own hearts.